That's a good sound, people flipping through the Word of God. Yeah. It's a blessing to know we're on the winning side. Amen. I'm on the winning side because I'm saved and I'm going to heaven one day. And I serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you please stand if you're able in reverence to the reading of God's Word and prayer for the message this morning. Amos chapter number 8 and verse number 11. One verse of Scripture that I'm really dialed in on this morning. The Bible says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Folks, I believe we're in that day. To where there is a famine of not only the Word of God, of hearing the Word of God, but a famine of all spiritual things that we as Christians should be following in the Word of God. Let us pray. Father in heaven, God, we... Thank You for this time, Lord. We thank You for the moving of Your Spirit around this place. Lord, we could go ahead and say amen and leave and say it's been good to be in Your house. But Lord, You sent me here with a duty this morning, God, and I pray in the name of Jesus, that name above all other names, that You'll help me to preach what You've laid upon my heart. And God, I pray that You would move about in a special way. God, I pray You would speak to our hearts, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, You'd loose this tongue, let it go, anoint me from the top of the head to the soles of my feet to where I may preach Your Word this morning. In Jesus' name we humbly pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I was praying about preaching a different topic this morning, but the Lord just laid this on my heart. I just have a few things wrote down on a piece of paper this morning. And that's okay. As long as I'm obedient unto God, I believe God will honor it. Uh, that is a forgotten a tool that needs to be used and a virtue, that of obedience. We need to be obedient unto the Lord and lead. And as He leads, we need to follow. But here in the book of Amos, Amos has already told us in chapter number 6, the very first verse, Woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. Woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. And he's talking and speaking of the church. Woe unto them that are at ease. Church, I'm here to tell you today, if there is ever a day in our history that we should not be at ease, it is in the day in which we live today. We are living in difficult times. I'm talking about times that are so difficult for some people that 10 years old and 12 year old kids do not understand which bathroom to go in. That there, my friend, is not a choice. We are born a particular way. You're either born male or you're born female and you're to go in the male restroom or the female restroom and that's the way it is. Amen. Now, some people may think that that's controversial. That's not controversial in the Word of God. And what gave a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old the authority to decide that? Because I'm here to tell you, it's not a choice thing. I believe it is a mental thing. 
It is a thing that people cannot uh, comprehend in their mind. It does not make uh, any sense. It doesn't even make sense for barnyard animals this morning. And the Scripture tells us, Woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. In other words, today church, uh, this has been happening for many years. uh, And that's why we're in the mess that we're in today. People are at ease in Zion, Brother Steve. They're at ease in Zion. In other words, they just... uh, Laying back, uh, uh, taking it easy, and trying to just get from point A to point B. Uh, don't ruffle the feathers any. Uh, uh, don't come to a place to where uh, uh, we, we we come to where we might offend somebody. Uh, uh, folks, I'm here to tell you the Word of God. And a, and a church member reminded me this last night. Uh, uh, the Word of God is uh, offensive. The Word of God is offensive to some people. But it's the truth. How can we argue with the unerred, infallible Word of God when He says, Woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. But the Scripture here in chapter 8, God says, I'm going to send a famine to the land. And the famine's not going to be of bread. And the famine's not going to be of water. But there will be a famine of hearing The Word of God. This precious book is designed to live by. This precious book was designed for you and I to know the truths of God's Word. This Bible is not only a history book, but it's also a God-breathed book upon man that wrote this down under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost of God. And woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. But He said there will be a famine that comes and the famine will be of the hearing of the Word of God. And when I think about the Word of God, there is a famine in it. What is the famine in these days? Not only of people hearing the Word of God, but there is a famine of people reading the Word of God. Uh, How many times have we allowed television programs uh, uh, to come before uh, reading the Word of God? You know, you see, we all work and we try to do good and we try to do our best. And, and, and you know, but when it comes down to the Word of God, some people may think they just don't have time in the day to read it. Amen. We should be a reader and a studier of God's precious Word. Hiding it in our heart and applying it to our everyday lives. There is a famine of hearing. There is a famine of hiding it in our hearts. There are, there is a famine of applying it to our everyday lives. And may I say this today, we as preachers are just as guilty because there are some that do not and there is a famine of preaching the Word of God. We should not have a preaching uh, a, a session uh, or a church service or a camp meeting of any sort uh, to where the fact is that we don't hear the Word of God preached. We need the Word of God preached to us each and every day. It doesn't matter. Listen, uh, we need to hear the Word of God preached from His precious Word. Uh, not from a catalog, uh, not from a magazine, uh, but from God's precious Word. Yeah. 
You have people all over this country that are preaching that you have to just be good to make it to heaven. It's more than being good. A matter of fact, your goodness is not going to get you there. But faith in Jesus Christ by His wonderful grace is the only way that we're going to be saved today. For He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man can come to the Father but by Me. There's not only a famine in the Word of God, of hearing the Word of God today in these areas. I believe there's a famine inside the church house. If you'll look at everything that's going on around us in this world which we live, people ought to know that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming soon. We do not know the day nor the hour. But we are aware of the season. And we know that some things must come to pass. And if we look at those things in the Word of God, I promise you this today, my friend, the Lord Jesus Christ is soon returning. Because if anyone knew that and applied that to their hearts, applied that to their lives, they would know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus could come before this service is over. And my friend, these churches' pews ought to be filled all across this world. There's a famine in attendance. There's a famine in workers. Uh, People don't want to work for God anymore. Let me make myself clear. You're not saved by your works. But I thank God once you're saved, you want to do something if you're able. Amen. I know some folks that their work days are over and they're no longer able to do anything physically. But boy, they'll stay on their knees for their preacher. They'll stay on their knees for their church. They'll stay on their knees and pray for those that need prayer the most. I'm here to tell you folks, there is a famine in the land. Not only of church attendance and workers, but commitment and dedication. Folks, it's just not there. It's not there. I can't, I, I don't know how other way to say it, but say it plain as can be. Uh, many of things takes the place of the house of God. I'm not, yeah. I can't allow that to happen in my life. I can't allow that to happen because Jesus Christ didn't let somebody else, some ordinary Joe, <laughs> get on the cross of Calvary uh, to die. He sent His only begotten Son. It was the Lord Jesus that came and died for you and I. And thank God that He did. But I thank Him even more that on the third day, He got up from the grave, my friend, to make intercession for you and I. And is now seated at the right hand of the Father. I'm here to tell you, I just thank God for salvation. And thank Him for being saved. But be a committed Christian this morning. Be one that's going to sell out to the Lord Jesus Christ. No No matter what adversity comes your way. Because I promise you this. I've put him to the test. God rewards faithfulness. He rewards faithfulness. He rewards dedication. He rewards uh, harmony. Listen, there are so many churches today that are in so much turmoil. uh, They don't understand if they're going or coming. There's a famine of harmony. There's a famine of unity in a lot of places. There's a famine of faithfulness in a lot of places. Don't be like those places, church. Keep your unity. Keep your harmony. Keep your dedication. Keep your commitment. Stay on fire for God. The valleys are going to come. Troubled times are going to come. You can't stop it. I'm glad I serve one today that's going to walk with me. 
through the very deepest, darkest of valleys. Yeah. I know my wife's had a, a rough week this week. She worked her hands to the bone just about the last couple of days for the fun day that we had. And again, I thank all of you that worked so hard. But she got the bad news about her mother. and I know it's broke her heart. And it's broke my heart. But there's one thing about it. Although I walk through those valleys. Although she may walk through the valleys. The Lord Jesus Christ will be there to walk with us every step of the way. Just maybe God's going to use it to display His miraculous power. Because I still believe in a healing God. Amen. I still believe that He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that is the God of heaven that we serve today. Not only is there a famine in the Word, a famine in the church house, but there's a famine in holiness today. You don't get, you know, you know, and people may say, oh, but holiness is the way that you worship. No, holiness is not the way that you worship. Holiness is the way that you live. And I believe there's a famine in that. People, they're just going to live like they want to. Even though the Word of God speaks to us and tells us how we should live a righteous life as best as we know how. And that we should live holy lives the best as we know how. Still, to many people, it doesn't matter what God says. I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Oh, preacher, I'm going to get mad at you if you preach on holiness. I'm going to get mad. Listen, don't get mad at the messenger. Get mad at the one that sent the mail. Amen. Amen. Get mad at the one that wrote the book because he's the one that talks about holiness. He talks about living right. He talks about our faithfulness. He talks about reading the Word of God. He talks about being doers of the Word. He talks about those things in His precious book. And if we'll ever get in it and read it, we'll understand it. And you'll know it, that that's where it's coming from. We need to... Listen, there is a famine of the Word. There's a famine in the church house. There's a famine in holiness. Folks, we need to pursue holiness. Churches need to be holy churches. Churches need to be... uh, 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 Pastors of churches need to live holy lives. Now let me ask you this question. If you thought that or knew for a fact, and this is not true, I'm hypothetically speaking, if you thought or knew that I sung last night down at the gyp joint, you know what well, y'all know what a gyp joint is, right? Yeah. Some of y'all old enough know what a gyp joint is. And come in here and tried to preach to you today. Would that have any effect on you? You wouldn't want to hear what I had to say. Because you'd say, you're the biggest hypocrite that God ever created. Amen. Huh? Aren't we as pastors and preachers and leaders supposed to be holy? To live holy life? Now listen, we're not going to be perfect. Nobody is perfect. But there's nothing wrong with putting a smile on our face. And doing what's right. What's wrong with doing right? Yeah. 
There's nothing wrong with it today. Nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with principles. There's nothing wrong with good old-fashioned conviction. There's nothing wrong with that. That's going to help you in your religious walk or your Christian walk. I hate the word religion. Religion will make you uh, strap bombs around your waist and blow yourself up in a crowd of people. I'm a Christian today. I'm a Christian. But there's a famine in the land of the Word. There's a famine in the land of our churches and holiness. There's a famine in our lives of prayer. We've gone prayerless now. Folks, I find myself, the older I get and the more I know about His Word, the more I get to praying. Why? Because I feel like myself, I grow in God each and every day. And folks, if you don't feel like you're growing in God each and every day, you need to get on a program of reading His Word and praying and asking God to help you to grow in His grace. The Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. The Bible even mentions... Going into your prayer closet. In other words, getting away from everyone else and getting along with you and God and lifting prayer up unto Him. We have a famine of witnessing today. Nobody wants to tell people about Jesus. Listen, it's not very hard. All we have to do is tell tell others what God has done for us. And tell others how God has blessed us. And how He ministers to us and how He keeps us and how He takes care of us. And my friend, I promise you, God may have a miracle in His storehouse waiting for you today. And when He does, and send it our way, we have something to shout about. Listen, there's a famine in witnessing. There's a famine in family. There's, There's a famine in family structure. Family structure. There's a famine in that. Right. A lot of times, there's a lot of homes today that the children don't know who mom and dad are. If you're a parent today, I challenge you to be a mom. I challenge you to be a dad. To raise your children in the fear and admonition of God. As the Scripture says, not as your preacher says today, but as Scripture says, in the fear and admonition of God. Raise those children. Raise them to know the difference between right and Listen, I'm here to tell you. Uh, kids come out of the womb line. Now, if you think you got the perfect child, that they never lie to you, you're living and believing a lie. Why? Because we're born out of sin and we're born in flesh. We're born in flesh. I was... There was this one little kid yesterday. I seen them running up and down the mulch bed in the back, and they were running, and they were kicking mulch everywhere. And I was going behind yesterday, and I was sweeping it up, you know. And the one that was guilty came around the corner, about this high, <laughs> came around the corner, and I looked at Brother Ray. I said, Ray, I don't know which one of these kids came running through this mulch and scattered this mulch everywhere. And I looked at that little kid, and the kid looked up at me and said, I don't know, preacher. I didn't do it. (laughs) Listen, you don't have to teach them to do that. They automatically tell lies. That's why we all need a Savior. Huh? That's why we all need a Savior today. 
Church, I'm here to tell you, there is a famine in the family structure. I'm trying to hurry. I know the singing went a little long today, but I believe this is important. I believe there's a famine of worship amongst people. You don't have to be in God's house to worship Him. Hey, listen, I've been to many homes and I've got down on my knees beside many beds and prayed unto the God of heaven to help a particular individual. And God just comes down in that place and you just want to worship the Lord and you just get all excited in Jesus. And we was nowhere near a church house. Imagine that. What is, what, what, do we have to be in a church, Olin, to worship the Lord? We've worshipped the Lord over at your place a time or two, amen, and shed tears and cried. You've worshipped going down the road. Listen, I've had to pull over the car and take a few laps around the car myself because God gets in the car with me and I just get excited about what God's doing. And I'm ever so thankful of what God does do. But there's a famine of true worship. True worship. We need to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen, I'm not going to worship material things today. Right. The Word of God speaks against that. I want to worship the real thing, the true Lamb of God. Yeah. And it really doesn't matter what people say about it. It don't bother me a bit. Amen. Hey? Amen. The devil may try to tell you that somebody don't like your worship. But I'm here to tell you. Joe, don't lose your shout. Don't lose your dance. Why? Because if you're honoring God in truth and in spirit, God will honor you. And the Bible says God will inhabit the praises of His people. I want God to show up. It is our desire that the Lord would show up. But there's a famine of worship. There's a famine of the urgency of the church. What do you mean, preacher? Let me explain it this way, real simply. No one believes Jesus is coming soon. They may say they believe that Jesus is coming soon. But they don't believe. They they may say it, but they really don't truly believe it. Why? It's simple. We ought to be trying to get everybody that we can saved. For I'm here to tell you, Jesus is coming. And it's going to be a sad day for those people that are left behind. It's going to be a sad day for those people when they stand before God, whether it be after the rapture of the church or death by the grave, ever how they may go. It's going to be a sad day when the Lord Jesus looks at them and says, Sorry, I never knew you. Why do we come to church? We come to church to worship God. We come to church to fellowship with the Christian brethren. But we come to church to hopefully and prayerfully see somebody get their heart right with the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a famine in the land. We see people get saved, but we see people get saved in spurts. You may have some here or there or yonder... But not every day like you used to see in many years gone by. Or every service as many services went by in the older days. I remember the first year over at the Converse Church. I can't remember exactly how many people were saved when we started praying around that cross. But it seemed like there were 70 or 80 people saved that one year. 
You don't see that in churches much anymore. Amen. Don't see it anymore. Right. Why is it? Are, 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 are we doing something different? Are we preaching different? No. No. The problem is there's no urgency today. No urgency of knowing that Jesus may return before the invitational hymn is given today. That Jesus may return in the clouds in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. As a thief in the night. No one knows when he's returning I guarantee you today, if there was a way that we could tell that if Jesus was coming today, you'd try your best to leave this building as quickly as possible and tell everybody that you knew that Jesus is coming. You better get ready. They didn't listen to Noah. Noah built the ark knowing that the flood was coming. He only could save his family. Same way with preachers of today. We're preaching that Jesus is coming. But people are saying, "Ah, we've got plenty of time. That's the biggest lie out of the pits of hell that the devil will give you today. Jesus can still save. Jesus can still forgive us of our sin. The point of the message this morning, church, is this. There's not only just a famine in hearing the Word of God. There's a famine in many areas in the spiritual world as you and I know it. Now, there is no famine in God's grace. There's no famine in God's mercy and God's goodness and God's blessings and God's healing. There's no famines in that. But there are famines in many areas of lives of people. Whether it be hearing the Word, doing the Word, anything regarding the church, holy living, our prayer lives, our reading of the Word of God, our witnessing, our family structure that's put together by God Himself and ordained by God, our worship, our urgency. There needs to be an urgent, urgent, urgent urgency about our lives. To where we could look at others. To where they could see Jesus in you. And see Jesus in me. Enough Jesus to want to have what you've got. And for those people today. That have problems with the way that they have been born. Just maybe they should try being born again. That'll fix it and make it all better. I want you to stand across this auditorium this morning. As Josh comes to sing the invitational hymn, let's go to God in prayer. And know that without a doubt, this altar is still open. And that you still have an opportunity today, if you're not saved, to be a Christian. And ask God to forgive you of your sins. And to come into your heart and into your life. Understand and know that our God is worthy to be praised. Worthy, brother, to be thanked. 
I'm glad that when I go to Him, I can talk directly to Him. I don't have to go in a booth somewhere and pull a curtain. I don't have to talk to another man. I can talk straight to God. I can go to Him in thanksgiving. I can go to Him in praise. I can go to Him in my direst needs. In my direst hour. And as you sit here in this auditorium today, I guarantee you that you have some kind of a need. Not only do you know of your own needs, you know of many others that may have needs as well. What does that mean? It means we ought to go to God and ask Him to help us. And if there is a small chance that you don't have a need today, when's the last time you just thank God for His many blessings on you? For answering prayer, for watching over you and taking care of you. Because your answer may be, well, I just done that yesterday. Well, you're running behind. It's today. have a need of Christ in your life you don't know Him as your personal Savior I encourage you to come to an altar of prayer and receive Him today as your Savior let us pray our Father in Heaven God as we come to you as humble as we know how with thankful hearts God I thank you for your mercy, your grace your goodness some are already moving around this altar of prayer God we just thank you for your precious word thank you for your spirit God I pray that you would bring convicting power upon the one that may be lost and undone and save their soul today from a devil's hell meet each and every need and dear God we may not have a need but we sure probably know of someone that may have a need I pray you'd grant it today Jesus' name. Amen.